Hi, I'm referee Mark Freilich. Thanks for joining me today for episode number 39 of the High School Basketball Referee with Mark Freilich podcast. My guest today is Marilyn DeWalt of Oak Harbor, Ohio. Marilyn is uh, newly retired from Bowling Green State University as an ROTC recruiting operations officer. She also spent three years at Idaho State University Army ROTC from 2009 to 2012 for recruiting enrollment and uh, scholarships. She initially received her basketball officiating license in the 1980s in Kentucky, where she was born and raised, and then came to Ohio and earned her license in 1986. She also officiated three years in Idaho. And today, she is a member of the Tiffin Area Basketball Officials Association and the Bay Area Basketball Officials Association as well. Last season, Marilyn worked her first Final Four state tournament game in girls basketball. What a great thrill that was for her, and uh, it's great to have her on the show. PQ2 LLC is the major sponsor for the High School Basketball Referee with Mark Fraley podcast. Matt Kearns is a longtime Ohio basketball official, a great friend of mine. He is owner of PQ2 LLC, and you can learn more about that business at pq-2.com. Again, pq-2.com. Also, add this podcast, if you will, to your favorites. Be sure to hit the uh, subscribe button uh, to this podcast, and once you do that, when a new episode is launched, You'll receive a notification on your phone. And also, please take some time to rate and review the podcast so I know how we are doing. And finally, if you would like to offer a monthly support to this podcast, I would really appreciate that. You can go to anchor.fm backslash mark dash and click on the support button. From there, you can select any of the options that are provided. Episode 39 with Marilyn DeWalt of the High School Basketball Referee with Mark Freilich podcast is up next. Enjoy the show. Well, thanks for returning with us for another episode of the High School Basketball Referee podcast with Mark Freilich. Today, again, as you heard in the introduction, Marilyn DeWalt joins us from Oak Harbor, Ohio, and just real thrilled to have her on the show She's been an official for quite some time and uh, officiated a Final Four uh, game last year. So we get to hear about that later on in the podcast. And uh, just real excited to have you on. So welcome to the show, Marilyn. Thanks, Marks. Thanks very much for the opportunity to be with you. Well, before we get into the pregame and learn a little bit more about Marilyn, we are going to have our major sponsor, that is PQ2 LLC, and my good friend, Matt Kearns, he's been a longtime high school basketball official in Ohio. He owns that company, and he wants to tell you just a little bit about them. We'll be right back. Hey, Ref, if your day job requires engineering thermoplastics, connect with PQ2 LLC and have a thorough, candid, and honest pregame discussion about your next injection molding extrusion, or blow-molded project. Make the right call to PQ2 LLC. That's www.pq-2.com. 
So we enter our pregame, and one of the great things about the pregame is it's just like a basketball game. So we want to learn a little bit more about the official uh, that we're talking to. And uh, one of the great things, we're doing this interview on Veterans Day, and one of the great things uh, about uh, Veterans Day, um, and I think today doing the interview, you get a chance to talk about your job, Marilyn, at BGSU, where you retired uh, just recently, I think, um, in the uh, Army ROTC. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, thank you. Uh, yes, I spent 17 years down at Bowling Green, um, Army ROTC. Main opportunity down there was enrollment, recruiting, scholarships for ROTC, uh, working with the high school students that were interested in the military and serving, uh, but yet wanted to go to college. So ROTC is a great path on that. Yeah, and what kind of things, you know, in that career that you've had, what kind of things did you learn about young kids today? Dedication, and a lot of them are driven, um, and they start their resume, if you will. I mean, you're looking at junior high their involvement, their volunteer work, um, all the things they get involved in the school. Um, it's amazing what these kids do these days. Yeah, and one of the um, officials that you know also in ROTC is Brett Green. Uh, you know, Brett's a, a great official from Northwest Ohio. And uh, tell us a little bit about your uh, communication with him. Well, weather interesting. So uh, my first year down at Bowling Green, Brett was a junior at Heidelberg College, and uh, he was my first contract that I made uh, in ROTC. So uh, watching him go through, and then um, I got on active duty, went to Idaho for three years, and he was my first call to fill in for me at Bowling Green when I left the position for three years and he came in at, at Bowling Green. So then we stayed very close and worked together for a few years. So our coffee in the morning, we talked about basketball games. <laughs> That's a good thing to do. And uh, I'm sure you learned a lot from each other as well. And that, you know, that always helps too, when you can learn a lot from each other. And we'll talk a little bit about uh, a little bit more about that uh, later. Um, but talk about your journey into basketball officiating. So started many moons ago. Um, in college, uh, I went as an athletic trainer. I was studying athletic training, and the intramural director hired me as an athletic trainer during their busy season when we had uh, basketball courts going in case there was an injury. And uh, the next year, at the end of that season, he goes, okay, that's all good and fine. He said, you know, you're getting $5 an hour to sit here and wait for injuries to occur. <laughs> But I got a proposition for you. If you get your license to officiate basketball, he goes, we'll give you a dollar an hour more. And if an injury occurs, exactly, if an injury occurs, we'll fill in for you. You take care of the injury. And then when you're done, you can come back and finish officiating. Well, back then in the early 80s, you know, $6 an hour, that was wonderful. Yeah. So that's how I got into officiating. Wow. You, you got a whole dollar more an hour to, to officiate. And look where it's gotten you, though, right? <laughs> exactly. Quite a journey, and I love it. Yeah, you know, and, and that's that right there, the last statement. You love it. That's uh, really uh, something that I think uh, officials need to hear. 
and that's part of uh, part of the game, isn't it? I mean, we've got to really go out there and love the game, don't we? Absolutely. I mean, the amount of money we get, it, it doesn't pay for the travel and aggravation and everything yeah. else, but you just got to love the game. We're in the pregame section, and uh, you know that's a really important part of a basketball game. So talk to us a little bit about what you cover in your pregame. You know, I'm rather informal when I go in. I just like to talk. A lot of people will bring their their boards and their magnets and uh, get their piece of chalk out, whatever. But I just like to talk with the officials and get to know them a little bit and actually just get the confidence. If I haven't worked with officials, um, I just want them to know that we're our partners out on the court and to trust one another. And the biggest thing I want to cover mostly is, is to make eye contact Believe in your partner. Um, if you have any question, let's get together um, and, and talk about it. And especially if there's anything contentious on the court, um, you know, don't rush. Look at each other and, and let's let's see and, and make sure that we get it right is the biggest thing. Yeah, and those are really good things uh, to cover as well. And uh, I'm sure there's a lot more depending on the officials that you have with you during the game uh, that you that you want to cover. And it sounds to me like you kind of make it a team effort when you go into the pregame section. Absolutely. Um, you know, typically one person will kind of take charge and then you just add to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there again, I'll typically ask, and I want to know from other officials too, what have they seen so far that we can learn from? And if they had any questionable plays or if coaches asked any questions um, and we need to learn and, and yeah, cover that mm-hmm. for the evening so that that same thing doesn't happen sure. in our game. Well, that uh, puts an end to our pregame. And uh, before we get to the first quarter, I just want to thank PQ2 LLC as the major sponsor of the High School Basketball Referee with Mark Fraley podcast. You know, owner and friend Matt Kearns, he's been a basketball official in Ohio for multiple years. And uh, PQ2 LLC, it's an Ohio-based engineering and specialty uh, thermoplastic resin distributor with more than 40 years of success in plastics manufacturing and resin distribution. If you are a processor, OEM, or an entrepreneur who wants to engage in a discussion optimize an existing part, or develop an application, please give Matt Kearns a call at PQ2 LLC. His number is 330-888-9448. Again, that is 330-888-9448. And that leads us into our first quarter. You know, last year uh, was certainly a different year and a difficult year at times. Um, what are some of the things maybe that you learned about yourself as an official from last year? You know, I, I think that once again, I already had mentioned it, um, the love for the game. I was just hoping that my games wouldn't get canceled because I wanted to officiate and I wanted to be out on the court. And um, even though COVID is a real thing and could really put people down, you know, I wasn't afraid of it. I still went into the gym, um, and, and the coaches and the players were great. I think everyone was just pleased to be out and playing, um, and it just felt so good to be on the court. 
So yeah, just don't let obstacles get in your way. Just just keep moving forward. Take the precautions that you need, and things will be okay. What were some of the more interesting things that might have happened to you last year? Um, anything interesting, unusual, maybe that happened with during a game or with a coach or with a fan? Because you know we we certainly heard the fans a lot more last year. You know it. It wasn't so bad. I felt in my games, um, now there again, I only do girls games. Mm -hmm. So we don't typically have the packed uh, gyms anyway, and everybody gets muffled. Um, So everyone was, for the most part, on their good behavior. Um, Once again, I think the fans, they knew uh, if they really blurted out, we were going to know who it was. Uh, so they were on their best behavior also. I just really had a great season last year. Things just went very well. Well, and, and you really did. And, and you topped that off last year, working your first state final four tournament game. What an exciting way to end the season. And, uh, boy, just talk a little bit about that. Some of the things that really might've, uh, surprised you about the state tournament run maybe just tell us about your overall experience uh it it was a surprise um to get in i was an an alternate that kind of moved up uh someone couldn't make it so i was on the list to go um and i got the call the phone call and they're like are you able to do the state tournament and it was like absolutely you tell me when and where and i'll be there i mean what a silly question that was um so yeah just very ecstatic i mean at that level it's great even district is great to be able to work and to go to the state tournament and people were telling me oh it's you know it's such a bummer that you're not going to ohio state and i was like what difference does it make i made state level that is the best thing um, and you're just treated as a king or queen when you go down. So just really, really great. What great kind experience. of, what kind of game did you have? Was it an exciting game? Well, okay. So that's a little funny too. Um, it was very exciting for me. I was into it. I was all about it. Um, I knew there was a point spread during the game. It was a, a D four for, you know, first night. Um, and then about three weeks later, we get a flash drive of our game that the state sends us. And I started watching the game, and it was like, oh, boy, wow, this is really a blowout. <laughs> and it was like, oh, I didn't realize it was that much of a difference. But I was so into it, working it, I had no idea. So it goes so fast and your focus is so intent that really those kind of things just bypass you, don't they? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and, and I was telling my husband that, and he goes, well, that's exactly the way it should have been. Yeah. You, you don't need to know that there was that much of a point spread yeah. because the play, the play at that level is so good. You know, you don't normally see that in regular season anyway. Right. So the play was good. good. So I was enjoying it. Well, that's the end of our first quarter. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back and talk a little bit in our second quarter. So uh, first, let's hear a little bit from Matt Kearns. We'll be right back. Hey, ref. Objectivity, integrity, and experience. All hallmarks of a quality basketball official. At PQ2 LLC, 
we bring those traits and an unmatched passion for our customers' successful plastic application by being a one-stop shop for thermoplastic resins. Visit our website at www.pq-2.com. Real needs, practical solutions, and exponential results. PQ2 LLC. So you're a longtime official, Marilyn. What kind of mentoring do you do throughout the season? And talk a little bit, if you would, about the importance of being a mentor or finding a mentor. Um, I think we all need to be able to uh, mentor younger officials as they come up. Um, And you just need to not be very picky on what they're doing. And I try when I'm being a mentor, I may pick out one or two things that I may think that a younger official could approve upon on an, on an evening. Um, and then the other thing is just talking them through some things and maybe not even on the court, um, but just off the court, you know, how to handle themselves with the, the coaches or with the AD and just some off court information. Yeah, and you know, part of that mentoring, you you said something really interesting there. Um, you only give them a few things during an, a one particular evening, and I think I know why you do that. But kind of explain the reasoning for that. If you give them a list of things, um, they're not one they may not remember. Two, they'll think that you're a know-it-all and you're just picking them to pieces, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter to them. Um, but yeah, just one or two, and and if they're trying to remember it all, then they're not going to do well anyway because they're trying to remember what you're telling them. Right. So, who was your mentor in your early officiating days? I was very fortunate. Um, my first few years when I was down in Kentucky, um, the person who got me into officiating, he was a, a D two college official, hmm. um, and and he. And there again, that's when I was doing a lot of intramurals in college and I was doing all guys and it, anyway, those are rough games. So he was my mentor and it's just interesting these past few years, I've run into him a few times Um, and it's interesting to reconnect with him. But the things that he said, you know, just stick to the basics, good whistle, good mechanics, sell your call, know the rules. And you'll get through. Pretty simple, right? It, it kind of <laughs> is. Yeah, don't get into the weeds on a lot of things. So when you look at today's officials, uh, the, especially maybe the younger officials, um, what kind of things do you see as maybe as um, some of the biggest improvements that are needed with officials? Um, I think they just need to stay on the professional side. Sometimes some of the new officials may want to get uh, a little friendly with the coaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you kind of want to uh, feather that in. Also, you want to be approachable, but you want to be professional. Mm-hmm. Is that difficult during a game to, you know, you've got th- that uh, military background. I imagine you use that quite a bit. Uh, during the game um, in some points anyways uh, as far as dealing with 
uh, with officials. Talk maybe a little bit about how your military background has helped you deal with some of those special situations. I think in my earlier years, it hurt me. Um, really? Yes, because I was trying to be too stern oh. on the court. Yeah. And, uh, and I wasn't willing to listen so much. It was like, darn it, you know what? I told you to do something. That's what you should be doing. Yeah. But, you know, there's a lot of gray area also. So I think just being older and doing it as long as we have done it, um, like I said, the, the feathering and you just know when to listen to a coach, when you need to put the stop sign up and, uh, and your, your good coaches, they know when you've had enough, um, they can read you just as well. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, let's, uh, ends our second quarter. We are going to go to our halftime right now. So let's take a quick break. When we come back, we will go to the third and fourth quarters followed by the post game and the lighthearted five quick decisions. We'll be right back. Hey ref, this is Matt Kearns and I'm honored and proud that PQ2 LLC is sponsoring my very good friend and former co-official Mark Fralich and the high school basketball referee podcast. I love plastics manufacturing and making things happen in the world of engineering, resin, distribution, and compounding. But come on, there's nothing like game night. A packed gym, the place is rocking, and we leave the floor knowing our crew gave the players and coaches our best, right? I truly hope you enjoy these podcasts and thank you for your continued support of the High School Basketball Referee Podcast and PQ2 LLC. Tonight's tip, nobody came to see us officiate, so make sure the kids are the stars on game night. You had touched a little bit about coaches and uh, some of the things that maybe you learned early in your career about coaches. What advice would you give officials today when dealing with an unruly coach? You need to give a coach uh, an opportunity to, um, I don't want to say voice their opinion, but to ask you an, a question if, if they question your call. And I used to say, coach, I'll answer a question, but I'm not going to respond to a comment. Mm-hmm. Um, but you still need to be able to listen to them. Uh, but when you've had enough, you need to let them know you've had enough. You don't want to just retaliate with the technique. Well, this year in Ohio basketball, uh, one of the changes in this upcoming season is the running clock. And um, for those who don't know what that is, uh, that was adopted this year. And it's going to be, and previously Ohio used this uh, running clock during the tournaments only. But anytime a score differential reaches 35 points during the second half, a running clock is to be utilized. And uh, after the 35-point score differential has been met, uh, but the score drops below 30 points, the clock reverts to the regular NFHS timing. So, um, you know, the clock is going to be stopped only at that time for maybe an injured player on the court or team timeouts or when there's any unusual uh, delay deemed necessary by the officials. Just wanted to get your two cents worth on the running clock. Do you like it? 
I do like that. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time, if, if there's a point difference of 35 points, both teams are ready to get out of the gym. Um, so keep it moving. Try not to get anybody hurt. Those are the, the games that get sloppy or, or somebody gets mad and will retaliate or just frustration. So I do like the running clock. Yeah, the other thing, um, the, the National um, Federation had talked about this year for the points of emphasis um, included uh, timeout administration and um, screening, unsporting conduct. Um, they talk about uh, the Euro step and spin moves and jump stops. But one I want to talk to you about this year on a point of emphasis is the uh, officiating mechanics and signals. Um, you know, I think that's something that uh, really is important and it may, might get looked over a lot, um, especially when we mix in college mechanics uh, into the high school game. Sometimes I think a lot, maybe some officials might see that on TV or uh, some college officials bring that to the high school game. Talk a little bit about the importance, though, from uh, from your standpoint on officiating mechanics and signals. The, the mechanics is... Yes, top, right up there next to a strong whistle. Um, if you look sharp on the court, not you don't get questioned as much by either the coach. Um, you know, even having your partners understand what you're calling is very important so that they're in position. Um, you know, if it's an offensive foul, then we can all set ourselves up and, and be ready to go. Um, but definitely mechanics means so much to be strong in that is the end of our third quarter we're going to go to the fourth quarter right now and we'll be right back hey ref the fourth quarter is crunch time with the outcome of the game in the balance a hoops officials greatest assets are experience knowledge and game management skills and when that final buzzer sounds and we return to the locker room for our post-game debrief, we know we've done our best. When it comes to plastic resins, PQ2 LLC brings the same experience, knowledge, and management skills to every client engagement. Our observations are focused, our solutions are practical, and our results are exponential. Check us out at www.pq-2.com to learn how we've earned our stripes. So we're back here in the fourth quarter, and I uh, want to talk a little bit, Marilyn, about your game on the court. What do you feel like you're strong at on the basketball floor uh, as an official and maybe some of the parts that you think you really need to shore up this year? I, would, I think my physical condition is one of my better um, aspects. So I, I really take that serious and, and work out, and I am ready for the season when it starts. Um, and I feel I can do a whole season. So that's one of my strongest things. And as far as is shoring up, is just staying confident, staying mentally um, into the games because when we start hitting the latter part of January into February, we're all just getting tired. We're, we've been doing a lot of games in a row and it's, it's just getting ready to hit the floor 
and go. And I am excited that I'm retired now because I don't have to rush from work, go to the game, and then think about, oh my gosh, I got an hour and a half drive home and I got to get up at five in the morning. I am all about this season. So I just hope I can perform as much as I'm excited about oh, it. Oh, I'm sure you will, especially after springboarding from um, last year's state tournament. I think uh, <laughs> you, you're definitely ready to go. And now with retirement, it's going to be a great season for you. Uh, there's no no doubt in my mind. You know, one of the interesting things that you said uh, in in the last comment uh, was that um, you you had you hope you had confidence. And uh, I talked to an official over the summer, and uh, the official had uh, retired uh, probably a few years ago. And I asked, why did you get out of officiating? And he said, because I had lost my confidence. And I thought that was really interesting. And, um, and then you pointed it out as well, that, that you needed that confidence. You know, that's a big deal. Uh, having having confidence when you walk on that floor, but I guess I never really looked at it that way uh, until recently. So talk maybe a little bit about having confidence but not being cocky on the floor. You know, you want to be prepared for the game. Um, yes, but you definitely don't want to oversell yourself. But then when you have a bad call or you question your call, or a situation gets out of control maybe and you had to tee it to coach. Um, I, I just keep replaying that in my mind. And if, unfortunately, you have to eliminate a player um, and you, you're doing the paperwork, it's just like I keep thinking about that until the next game, until I have a, a completed next game and go, okay, I'm back on track, I'm good to go. But it's just... Yeah, if you blow that confidence, I mean, it, it could take you a little bit to get back. And um, I guess that's where it's, it's fortunate to have my husband officiate also, and we can sit here and we can talk about it and, and try to get each other through those those moments. Yeah, and that's one thing we're going to talk about in our post game. It's a nice little segue to that post game as well. So um, we'll talk about uh, your relationship with your husband Sam, and uh, who is also a basketball official too. So uh, that is the end of our fourth quarter. And before we get into the post game, I just want to again thank PQ2 LLC as the major sponsor of the High School Basketball Referee with Mark Fralick podcast. And again, you know, owner Matt. Uh, Matt Kearns, a great friend of mine who is uh, also a high school basketball official in Ohio. Uh, he owns PQ2, and it's an Ohio-based engineering and specialty thermoplastics resin distributor. And there is more than 40 years of experience and success uh, with this company in the plastics manufacturing and resin distribution area. So if you are a processor, OEM, or an entrepreneur, who wants to engage in a discussion, optimize an existing part, or develop an application, give Matt Kearns a call at 330-888-9448. Again, 330-888-9448. And if you want to hear from Matt directly, not only does he have the ads on this podcast that you listen to uh, throughout the, the podcast, but Matt was featured 
in a previous episode of the High School Basketball Referee Podcast, so you can go back and listen to his episode as well. So uh, let's get to the post game, and and we had talked about um, how you and uh, your husband Sam are both basketball officials, and and I always like to talk about family life and and how you've been able to balance that life. Um, with your home life and you said well you know my husband's a basketball official so it really is kind of nice so talk talk about uh, that relationship you have with with him how it relates to basketball officiating and I think from what I heard you say before in our conversation uh, you you two kind of like to have date nights at basketball officiating games huh <laughs> it sounds pretty weird doesn't it no <laughs> so uh yeah, so I had been fishing for probably 12 years or so, and he was like, and, and there again, before I went to Bowling Green, I was an athletic trainer. So, you know, I was already gone, you know, three, four nights a week with athletic training, covering games, and then officiating. So we just never had any evenings. And he thought, well, if I'm going to ever see her, I might as well officiate. <laughs> So uh, he got his license, and then that was when we were still doing um, freshman and or JV games, which was nice because we could get a babysitter, go to a JV game, still get out in time. We could get something to eat on the way home. Um, Came home, paid the babysitter. You know what? We didn't owe anybody anything, but we didn't make any money either, but that was okay. (laughs) How is that officiating with your husband? You know, we would get asked that quite a bit, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's actually pretty easy. Um, people go, well, what about if you make a bad call? Well, you know, we're not watching each other's calls, um, so we really don't see that very often. Uh, but it's nice to be able to talk about calls or talk about the situation or the game or anything like that um, on the way home. Yeah, and if he's not with you uh, in the game that you're doing, you've got somebody to call on the way home too to um, talk about maybe some of the things that happened that uh, good or bad, right? Absolutely, yes, yeah. and discuss things. So one of the great things about officiating is that it is our brother and sisterhood that we have. And um, have you been able to experience that uh, on that level? Um, of going out maybe after games with um, with some of the officials and enjoying the, the, the camaraderie? You know what we do, and um, I think that's what keeps Sam into it more than me. I just, I love the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have a few people in Oak Harbor that officiate, and we will make calls and see where each other is officiating that night and then try to meet somewhere in the middle um, afterwards. So, you know, we're so spread out here. What was neat when we were in Idaho was um, you live in in bigger cities. There's not many big cities in Idaho. So you live in the city and then we would drive an hour to an hour and a half out to the schools. And we would always carpool because the senior official got mileage. So we would even take one JV official and then we would split the JV game because we were still doing two person Mm -hmm. out there. Um, So we're in the car with people, you know, for an hour and a half each way and discussing games and having pregame and talking. And then we would meet 
at different establishments back at, in town, everybody would kind of come and we would have probably 15 officials um, on a Friday and Saturday after ball games. So it was just so nice to get together um, and talk. And we were a, a big family at that point. Yeah, and that is the great thing about officiating, and I've always enjoyed that. And, uh, you know, sometimes we can't make it out to the games afterwards, and I do miss that. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but but the times that we do get together, it sure is a lot of fun, and it makes officiating a lot of fun. So I'm, I really enjoy talking about that to other officials because um, because they have their own stories about going out with, you know, certain people or, or whatever and, and uh, talking about games. So it's uh, to be able to share that too with your husband, I think that's great. Yes. So, all right, that's the end of our post game. We're going to go to the five quick decisions, but first we're going to hear Matt Kearns. We'll be right back. Hey, Ref. PQ2 LLC is proud to be the thermoplastic resin company that dares to be different. Call Matt Kearns at 330 330- Eight 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 nine four four eight, and ask what makes PQ2 LLC different. Officials cite relationships within the community of basketball officials as a huge reason why we take the floor each game night year after year. PQ2 LLC brings the same passion you have in the locker room to every client relationship we've built over the years. So the final segment is called Five Quick Decisions. It's a nice little fun uh, five quick decision questions. And so we'll see what kind of answers that you have on this, Marilyn. Are you ready? I will do my best. (laughs) Okay. You're going to do great. Okay. High school basketball facility. What is the best food that you've had at a high school basketball facility? I like Norwalk St. Paul. They'll always bring you an entree, and then their popcorn is scrumptious. Really? What makes it yes. good? I think it's a lot of the salt. Oh. I just love sodium. Yes. <laughs> I love sodium. <laughs> uh, after a game, best food you've had after a game when you're out with friends? I'd say Ray's. Ray's is in Genoa, but they also have Ray's on the Bay in Huron and um, Ray's in Bellevue now. Okay. So, so what kind of food do they have there that you like? They got those the chicken balls, the buffalo chicken. Oh, yeah. That's what they're known for. Okay. Yes. All right. If there's one rule that you could change in high school basketball, what would it be? I would love to go back where only the players on the court can call a timeout. Ooh, yes. I like that, that one. Happy. Yes. Yep. yep. If you had to cha- a chance, somebody came up to you said, Marilyn, I want you to change the basketball officiating uniforms. What would you change? I, you know, we could just go with a black t-shirt or just a dry wick t-shirt of some sort. Kind of like the, the NBA. Okay. All right. Yeah, I can live with that. They should put ads on those, don't you? And that closes another episode of the High School Basketball Referee with Mark Fraley podcast. I appreciate you taking the time to listen. Until next time, have a great day. Brighten someone's day with a smile. And God bless.